Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to our Ramadan reflections. Let us start as usual with a the verse of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Afa hukmal jahiliyyati yabghoon wa man ahsanu minallahi hukman liqawmin yuqinoon. This is Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5 and verse 50. Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَحُكْمَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَبْغُونَ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حُكْمًا لِقَوْمِ يُوْقِنُونَ Do they seek after a judgment? Do they seek a judgment of the days of jahiliyyah? Do they seek a judgment of the days of ignorance? For the believers, who can give a better judgment than Allah? For a believer, who can give a better judgment than Allah? Meaning, for anybody, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the best judgment, but the people who will appreciate that and acknowledge that and accept that and go with that are the believers. So do they seek after a judgment of the days of jahiliyyah? Now that seems to be a simple expression that are they waiting for a judgment of jahiliyyah that they were used to before, you know, which was you know maybe based on bribery or based on favoritism, based on zealotry based on partisanship or whatever the case case was at the time or do they want a just and proper solution from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the just and proper one see here the unbelievers in particular I mean specifically are reproached for demanding a judgment which reflects jahiliyyah now this is obviously now after Islam has come and the Quran has started providing its guidance the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is teaching and there are Muslims now, but it looks like there were obviously people who still liked the Jahiliya system, right? They still were used to that. So what's interesting here is the judgment is very significant here. The word here, judgment, is very uh, significant here because implicit here is the idea that one's press uh, is the idea of one's preference for something you know when you judge something to be a certain way right that is kind of the idea it's a very powerful kind of idea here so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very specifically and pointedly asks the unbelievers whether they prefer such a judgment do they want to still lead their lives in a way which is vitiated by jahiliya practices right and this is the relevant question to us as well today Right? As believers, Allah should be the best judge and whatever He says should be the best judgment. But are we still looking for judgments elsewhere? Again, a very, very general and a very, very far-reaching verse and message in this verse. Right. So what this verse does is that it makes a complete distinction between jahiliya practices and judgments and Islamic practices and judgment that are firmly grounded. Now what's happening is, unfortunately, I mean, throughout history we've had this, that Muslims, even Muslims, um, have, you know, have you know, had become oblivious of this distinction. And it became based on more selfishness and greed. So a jahili judgment would be one that is based on selfishness and partisanship and greed, right? Which is just completely wrong now the reason why this is such a danger here is uh, just think about it do you still think that the jahili time exists probably not most people think and that's how we say this is the pre-islamic era that's how they translate jahiliya 
The word jahiliya comes from the concept of jahl, which means ignorance, right? The fact that it was that was the term that characterized the pre-Islamic uh, times, the pre uh, the, the the pre-Muhammad sallallahu times, right? Doesn't make it just uh, focused on that area and on that time, you know, because uh, for about 500 and so many years, uh, 500 plus years, there'd been no prophet. So that's why the world had really submerged itself and descended into a lot of darkness. And that's why that became what they call jahiliya. Jahiliya, ignorance, is essentially the absence of light and guidance because guidance is always. Uh, the parable of guidance is always with light and of darkness is with jahili and ignorance. So a lot of people think that there's no longer a battle between jahili and ignorance and that was dealt with at that time. The Prophet ﷺ, the Qur'an, you know, came and washed away, uh, washed away the darkness, washed away the ignorance. So it's probably a waste of time and energy to think about jahiliya anymore. However, that is where our issue is because the, the generic idea of jahiliya, right, and the various characteristics of that still prevail and will always prevail, right, until, you know, until we get out of this world. Um, a lot of people, they interpret jahiliya as this narrow pre, in this narrow pre-Islamic context, right? For example, they think, oh, that's what char is characterized by idolatry and it was, right? Girl infanticide, you know, killing girls uh, alive, uh, burying them alive, drinking in abundance and highway robbery. Obviously, some of this stuff is still around, right? So uh, a lot of people, they don't, they don't connect and associate jahiliya with the current way of life, right? The economy, for example. There are so many people in, involved in interest and usury. As was the case in Jahiliya. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about that, condemned that, and told them to stop it. But still, people are going back to it. In fact, more and more, as uh, the weirdest thing is that as people become more prosperous, as communities become more advanced, this is becoming more ingrained and this is becoming much more welcomed and used as a tool, right? To get even further, but it's it's to the detriment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect. So the norms of everyday living, likes and dislike, there's just so much of the jahiliya still around for that. And jahiliya permeates all of those things. So what jahiliya is then is a mindset. Jahiliya is actually a mindset, right? A mindset that is not governed. By the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger. And it doesn't have to be specific to any place. Right? For example, Europe or India or Arabia or Egypt. Right? It represents a way of life that is without restriction. Right? Secularism. Liberalism. The thing is that Jahiliya is diametrically opposed to Islam. Because it completely disregards divine faith, divine strictures, and rigors, right? Allah's directives. It, it denies all of that. That's what jahiliya is. And whoever, anybody leading a life without guidance and light, just going by the normal culture of what surrounds them, 
are probably under the influence of jahiliyyah, of some level of jahiliyyah. You know, there's obviously lots of shades of this. Right? So anybody who insists on following blindly the customs and practices and the trends and the fashions of their time, you know, without any kind of reference to divine guidance, then they're probably showing that they have influence of jahiliyyah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Uh, it's very clear in the Quran Sunnah to essentially disapprove of anything that is uh, against uh, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned. For example, uh, when you study the hadiths, right, you'll see that the Prophet rejected certain things that smacked of jahiliyyah. They, they were not necessarily like completely haram things as such, but they smacked of jahiliyyah. Maybe they were not even related to faith particularly. So, for example, I mean, they were related to faith in a sense, but uh, there, there was a, one of the Sahaba who uh, was very, um, didn't treat his servant well. And the Prophet ﷺ, this is what he said to him, he says, Traces of jahili are still found in you. Traces of jahili are still found in you. Because you're not treating your servants properly. Right? So the Prophet is taking exception to the bad treatment of the servant. Numerous times he denounced Jahiliyyah in very, very strong terms because he knows that that is the biggest threat to Islam. Jahiliyyah is the biggest threat. I mean, modern Jahiliyyah today, you know, modernism. Uh, these various different ideologies, secularism and so on, these are probably the biggest problems and uh, issues that our faith is uh, what do you call it dealing with today that's why we need to shun jahili and, but the only way to shun jahili is to know more we need to co uh, condemn jahiliya but the only way we'll be able to do that is to be able to realize what is jahili and what is not jahili that is where the confusion is a lot of people they cloak a lot of things of jahiliya and they think that it's islamic it's fine it's sanctioned um the Prophet's time, there were a lot of vices that were rife in Arabia, right? You know, for example, idolatry and oppression, highway robbery, burial of girls alive, and all of these kind of things. Right? So that's why the Prophet, that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala considered that whole thing to be jahiliyyah. It's the manifestation of a number of vices. And today we have the same thing. We have manifestation of a number of different vices. So it is a different form of jahiliyyah, but it's a jahiliyyah at the end of the day. And look at the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about jahiliyyah in quite a few verses. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells uh, the women, uh, the Prophet sallallahu wives as well, as a, as a guidance, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ وَلَا تَبَرَّجْنَ تَبَرُّجَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ الْأُولَى um, the main part here, do not make a dazzling display like in the days of Jahiliyyah, like the displays of Jahiliyyah. I mean, I think this is definitely happening again. The various different displays that are totally immodest, right? Uh, sometimes, you have ish, sometimes you have a combination of half modest and half immodest, thinking that the modest aspect of the hijab may, you know, uh, just justify and compensate for the immodest aspect of the rest of the garments. Right. Uh, likewise, it's not just girls; it's not just women, but it's uh, so, uh, the, the way some of the men uh, they carry themselves, the, themselves as well. This is jahiliyyah, right? Then after that, we've got another verse. Um, so that was chapter thirty-three and verse thirty-three. 
I think Surah Al-Ahzab. And then you've got another verse which is, إِذْ جَعَلَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الْحَمِيَّةَ حَمِيَّةَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when the unbelievers had put in their hearts a certain zeal, a zealotry, a zealotry of the days of Jahiliyyah. It's, it's very destructive. And la- lastly, there's a verse from Surah Al-Ma'idah, which is, أَفَحُكْمَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَبْغُونَ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حُكْمًا لِقَوْمٍ do not, do they seek after the judgment of the days of Jahiliyyah? That's the verse that we are looking at. You know, the Qur'an can be appreciated even further. The, the next level of understanding and appreciating the Qur'an is when you understand the nuances of the words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala employs. That's what good writers do. They use certain words, their choice of verse, uh, their choice of word and organization is what then helps to provide a certain special effect, a special emotion, right, in that. And this is a beautiful verse. أَفَحُكْمَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَبْغُونَ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حُكْمًا لِقَوْمٍ You'll only obviously appreciate that if you understand the Arabic language. But uh, essentially uh, the, the message here is that jahili is something to be shunned. Right? And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing in the strongest terms. And out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and His grace towards mankind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had put people out of, you know, five, six hundred years of jahiliyyah by sending down His beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? And all the effort that the Prophet did to root the jahiliyyah out. And now, subhanallah, you know, we are bringing it back in and we, we, we're not careful about it. That's why if you look at the Qur'an, it's probably one of the most loathsome terms employed by the Qur'an to talk about something evil, this jahiliyyah, right? It's one of those words. So one should really, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has extracted us and taken us out and all of this effort was made, all of these efforts by the Prophet and his companions and people after, one should shudder at the very thought of reverting to them, under, to jahiliyyah under any circumstances, right? Once one is blessed with true faith and many times from birth, they should rather prepare death, uh, they should rather prefer death, you know, than to indulge in anything that even borders on jahiliyyah and disbelief. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to understand this properly and not justify this in the wrong reason, because at the end of the day we're chipping away at our faith and there's no pleasure in that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the straight path and grant us the light and guidance. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everybody. Uh, please remember us and our families in your dua. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and your families and allow us to benefit from Ramadan and beyond Ramadan as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, And that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials 
uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.